LinkedIn, we are going to fire up your Monday. With Steve Spiro, the Master Connector. I am Steve Spiro, the Master Connector. Over the next hour of this Master Connection series, we will take a deep dive into the different ways to connect and network effectively. See us and hear us right now. So LinkedIn, we are on here. We're getting ready. Hear from experts along with Steve Spiro, who went from being shy and introverted to the master connector. You know what it is, LinkedIn. We are on here. I'm really excited to get into today's broadcast. We are going to be talking about stress and how to manage it. We have Amy Salmon. We have Jackie Armez. We have Steve Spiro, the master connector in the building, getting right into it. I'm going to introduce my main man, the master connector himself, Mr. Steve Spiro. Now, I want to start things a little bit differently than I usually do with this introduction here. Um, we have such a great show, and I got to tell you, uh, I have learned so much from Steve, and I can't think of any better uh, introduction than to tell you how what somebody's done for you. So from our first meeting with uh, the E-Myth Revisited as a great suggestion as a business owner, Steve Spiro really does care uh, about the people that he's meeting with. I, I love uh, Bob Berg's quote the other day. Uh, the superpower if you really care about the other person on the other side of the phone. So here we go with the, the official official, but I've gained over 2000 uh, LinkedIn connections over the last uh, 12 months, really just uh, from being involved in the show with Steve Spiro. Steve Spiro is a martial arts black belt and a master networker. He has moved from being a shy, introverted kid to the master connector he is today. Steve Spiro began his business career by starting an advertising company in NYC. He had an incredibly fulfilling career and experience in advertising and marketing, but eventually pivoted to the technology industry. Today, Steve is a business automation consultant with Quadient, where he helps companies streamline and automate how they communicate and connect with their customers, leveraging artificial intelligence with both hardware and software. Steve Spiro believes in the power of mentorship, growing oneself through self-development and continuing to create meaningful connections through building a large network. Welcome to the stage, the master connector himself, Mr. Steve Spiro. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you, Cameron. And right back at you, man. I've learned a ton working with you as well, sir. Very much, very grateful, very thankful as well. Uh, you know, and and so I'll go right into it as well, because I know we have an amazing uh, panelist of, of two amazing ladies that we're going to bring on here. But uh, so, hey, folks, it's Steve Spiro, the master connector coming at you live and direct here. Uh, Cameron, I really appreciate you tuning in. We're here every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern. We come at you with engaging content on how you too can be a master connector. During this con master connection series, each week our goal is to bring gather subject subject matter experts to the show to impart their wisdom. Welcome to the show. I'm very blessed to have my co-host, as I mentioned, Cameron. Cameron Toth is the founder of BizDev Live. Cameron founded Toth Event Staffing in uh, 2011, and, and uh, Toth Event Staffing is a hospitality company providing staffing to caterers, cafeterias, and catering departments in Westchester, New York, and New York City. BizDevLive was founded in 2020 and is a weekly show that airs on multiple platforms, including right here on LinkedIn Live, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. BizDevLive takes Cameron's entrepreneurship 
experience and combines it with his passion for helping young people and business-minded professionals. Cameron's mission in life is increasing access to education and opportunity for all people. So please bring back to the to the stage here, my man, Mr. Cameron Toth. Hey, I just want to tell our audience, hey, make sure you're commenting in the, uh, the comments. Let us know where you're viewing from. We always love hearing from you. Steve, thanks for, for being a part of this. I love our community. I love the community that we built. We're going to jump into introducing our folks. I'm going to start with Amy Salmon here. I'm going to fly on over her to here to her so that we can introduce Amy. Here we go. Amy Salmon. Amy was suffering with chronic illness at the early age of 12. After her diagnosis with Hashimoto's disease as an adult, she had enough of simply surviving and the cocktails of medications prescribed by doctors. After restructuring her diet, she freed herself from all unimaginable symptoms and unnecessary medications. Her success and her holistic approach led to the creation of the wellness map and a relentless pursuit to help others identify root causes of their health challenges and use food as medicine first to heal the body. The wellness map creates nutrition and wellness programs for individuals and corporations to help others achieve their most vibrant health. Please welcome to the stage. Welcome to the show. The amazing Amy Salmon. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Beautiful. All right, we're going to fly on over to Jackie Hermes to introduce her, Jackie Hermes. Jackie Hermes is the CEO of Acelity, an agency that helps software as a service startups get to revenue and grow faster. On LinkedIn, Jackie sparks discussions about the challenges of growing a bootstrapped company. I'm looking forward to checking out the podcast for entrepreneurs. Very exciting, very in my lane. Uh, Jackie, please welcome to the show, the incredibly jacked Jackie Hermes. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. So we got some folks checking in. Peter, Hannah is checking in here. We got... My Susan man, Peter Castelli. from Texas. Good day from Ontario. Susan, thanks for checking in. All right, Steve, get us started here. The first question I have to throw out uh, for the show today is how do we understand our triggers for stress? We're talking about managing stress. And I think, you know, whenever you're talking about any kind of problem, it's just understanding that you have one. So I figured this was a good place for us to start uh, the conversation how do we identify triggers? And then uh, Jackie and Amy, if you don't mind, just jumping into the private chat and let me know who wants to jump in next on this, but get us started here. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, for me, stress has been a big part of my life for many years, as probably a lot of us, right? And so for me, the triggers of stress is, I, I you know, I find that I get this sort of like extra skip in my heartbeat. I find that I get a little sweaty. Um, you know, there's different things that, that, that come up, you know, anatomically for me that, that, you know, show that I have stress. Um, but, but it's just, um, you know, it's how you deal with the stress. And I know we're going to get into that and how you manage that stress because, you know, listen, life is about stress. It's, you know, it doesn't have to be, but we get a lot of stuff thrown at us. And for me being a personality type that tends to be a control freak, anytime that things are not in my control. I tend to have some stress, uh, you know, so I've had to learn how to live in that, in the comfort zone. You know, I, I find danger in the comfort zone. So I kind of, I've, I've been able to learn how to be comfortable in being uncomfortable. 
So that is my my uh, my take for now, and I'd love I'd love to hear the uh, the panelists on on that as well. Yeah, no, I, I think the you know the idea here, you know, is is what's what's causing the sweaty balls. Like, what? How do you know? You know what triggers it? Because I think so. I know from my journey, the biggest challenge aside from managing the stress is just knowing where it comes from and how to like you know so that that I can start preventing it. Um, I know, uh, Amy, you want to jump in? Go ahead. Yeah, sure, absolutely. So. For me, chronic stress started affecting me at 12 years old. So some people may say, like, what was going on for you at 12 years old, right? Um, but my mom died when I was 10. And what I had noticed, and, you know, we don't know as children what's going on till later in life, but I had literally gone into um, a form of a state of shock for many years. And when I had come out of that, I started suffering with debilitating stomach pains and digestive issues. Um, I started coming home from school and sleeping for many hours. Um, I started eating. I was a big eater um, anyhow, but I started taking out food and I wasn't cutting anything. So I would sit down with a pie or, and eat the whole pie. Um, I would eat an entire sleeve of cookies. So I was using food to manage my emotions. And I also started cutting out a lot of activities that brought me joy. I was um, I was a ballet dancer. I played guitar. I wrote music. I wrote poetry. So one by one, I started stopping all of these activities that brought me incredible joy and happiness and um, slowly started stopping all of these. So it wasn't until later in my life that I noticed um, that all of these things, um, that, that tremendous amount of stress that this is how it was affecting my life at that time. Thank you, Amy. Yeah, I, I, I see the you get some of the the symptom triggers there, right, Jackie? Go ahead. Hmm, that's a good question. I mean, I think we all feel a lot of these symptom triggers, right? Like, I feel them physically. I can feel them in my shoulders. I get headaches. Um, I'm very short tempered when I have a lot of stress or a lot of things on my plate. And I think the key is to figure out what, what causes that. So I have gone through a process of identifying what those triggers are, and it might be interacting with certain people that trigger me, which we could have a whole different conversation on, you know, the people, the people that trigger you and why that happens and what that says about you. And I don't know, maybe we'll get into that. Um, but it also, I mean, it can have to do with different situations that you put yourself in or just the stress of, of growing a business in general. I think you can't survive the process of entrepreneurship without figuring out how to manage your stress. So I'm really excited for this conversation today. Yeah, I love that. And I think, I think, you know, understanding the triggers for yourself, it, it gives you some insight into understanding, you know, what's what may be triggering and then, you know, the symptoms and then how people react. Because I know for myself, getting really familiar with what stress looks like in my family members, for example, is is, is something that's important for me so that I can figure out one, how to not get myself in more trouble, you know, with my wife. Uh, and, and, and then two, like, you know, especially with my kids, you know, kids don't always communicate well about what's going on. And so, you know, you got a busy day and sometimes there's, there's moments where you, you say, oh, you know what, I need to take a moment. I need to take a moment. And 
uh, ask this guy or this girl, you know, what's going on in their day, maybe take a moment to have some fun with them, depending on, you know, what I'm seeing so that I can help manage their stress as a parent. Really, really um, something that comes in handy uh, on the uh, the parenting tools, right? Uh, all right, so let's jump into this because I, I I know that we'll we'll get more into this. And for our audience, right? You know, what are some of the things that trigger you? You know, whether it's at work, whether it's at home. Um, you know, I I, I get visions of uh, the office, the what is it, the T the, the TPI reports or whatever. Um, hey, need you to come in on Saturday. TPS reports, yeah. yeah. <laughs> office pace. That's um, you know that kind of stuff. Like, you know, what what triggers you at work? Is it is it the people? Is it the requests? Is it the the environment? Um, I know one of the things that starts getting me a little stressed is any time somebody starts holding me accountable to like financial paperwork and stuff like that that's like my weak spot and so a big part of me growing as an individual is like getting ahead of that stuff knowing that that stuff stresses me and right and getting ahead of it all right so can we can you separate body stress from mental stress so i I thought this would hit home and amy had had given us some some different questions so i want to incorporate that and, and try to give some stuff that um, I thought the audience would would particularly um, sort of feel. Can you separate body stress from mental stress? And and maybe Amy, uh, and you can you can start us off on this one if you feel comfortable. Yeah, I mean, can, can you separate it? Um, so you're talking about what you feel emotionally and what you feel physically. Um, I mean, I think like physically, and, and Jackie had mentioned it, like you feel like your shoulder pain. And, and I do too. I get, I physically feel my shoulders. I, I hold stress in my shoulders. Okay. Um, so I physically feel it. And, um, and the emotional, and I'm sure many people, they may not know that like sh- stress shows up in your body in so many different ways. Okay. So as I spoke about like earlier in my life, it was showing up as stomach pains. It was showing up as digestive issues. It shows up in my body today. I physically feel so much pain in my shoulders. Emotionally, um, you know, we can feel anxious. We can feel depressed. We may, you know, be losing sleep. Like it shows up as so many different emotions. And how is that triggering us? Most people don't manage their emotions. They don't understand. Like, you know, you're speaking about your corporate environment. I was in a corporate environment for more than 20 years before I started this business. You know, I was sick for so long. So maybe you're triggered by an action that your boss has taken. And then you don't notice that that has affected you. And may you, and you may come back to your desk and go to the vending machine or go to, um, you know, um, and start eating, or maybe you're reaching for snacks. So people don't understand that they're, they're not, um, they're not understanding that their actions and their behaviors are triggered by these emotions, right? So it shows up in many different ways, as, as you're saying. So these physical symptoms, that is what's happening. Yeah, and I wanted to, to uh, address this this comment from Tiffany Glenn because I thought it was really, really on point with what we were talking about now. So Tiffany says, great topic. Stress has been clinging to me way too much as of late since I've embarked on my entrepreneurial journey. So managing it is important for me. Um, mental stress is horrible. And for me, I've noticed its effects, affects me physically. And I know 
we've talked about it over and over again on this show. You know, we're, we're you know, the, the purpose of the show is, is to be the light, to, to sort of show people the way, give people the tools for success. We're talking about that. And, and, and you cannot, it seems like you cannot separate this conversation from the, the, the mental from the physical thing. It always comes back to, you know, I need to take a walk outside. I need to, you know, be meditation, exercise, right? You just can't, can't get away from that. So is there, I'd love to talk about, you know, sort of get everybody's sort of opinion on this. Is there a difference between mental stress and body stress? Well, well, one might be affecting the other. I mean, if you're feeling depressed and you're feeling anxious and then you're not sleeping at night, right? And then you and then you go, you wake up the next day and then you're drinking too much coffee and eating too much um, or you're not getting enough exercise. I, I just, they all fall into one another, right? I mean, it may be showing up in your, at, in your body as physical pain, but what you know, what came first, you know, did you get depressed first? Did, um, did a trauma happen and lead to something else? Um, you know, did, you, you know, there's different life situations that could have led to one or the other, right? We don't know, you know, I don't know what's happening in everybody's life that led to a specific situation, right? So um, why are, why is someone not sleeping that may cause them to wake up and then eat too much sugar or drink too much coffee or not get to the gym, right? Like one, one thing is leading to something else, right? Um, and then it may be leading to other physical pains in the body. So, you know, what's really happening? Like what are the root causes, right? And I think it's really important to discuss the root causes that are leading to all of these other things that are happening. Yeah, I'll, I'll chime in Cameron. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I mean, I, I, I think for me, I mean, there's certainly things like if you're going to, you know, climb Kilimanjaro, right? You know, there's going to be stress that your body's going to go through uh, from doing that. But that was a choice that you made. And there's, I don't know if I would call it stress. I would just call it exertion, right? Physical exertion. But I think for me, I found that the, the physical manifestations are a result of the mental stress, right? I know with stress, I tend to get tight. You know, I tend to, uh, you know... You know, I've, I've gotten headaches too, Jackie, for sure. I've, got, I've gotten the headaches from stress. I don't get migraines, but I know people that do, you know, some family members that do from, from a lot of stress in their life. So, yeah, I, I think that the, for me, it's the, the physical is the manifestation of the mental stress that we have, we have a tendency to go through. So that's my, that's my perspective, Cameron. Love it. Jackie, you want to check in? Yeah, I mean... I hate to be that I agree person, but right now I am because I think, I mean, the original question was, is there a difference between mental and physical? And to me, I mean, I'm not a stress expert. I only know, you know, what I've been through and what I help my kids and family with and whatnot. Um, but to me, they are hand in hand. They're exactly tied together. I actually started wearing oh, this whoop strap. If anyone has one of these or has heard of it like a year ago, last August. And I can see the physical manifestation of stress in the app. It's really crazy. Like when, when I'm really stressed at work or something's happening in the family or whatever it may be, my resting heart rate is higher overnight. My body is unable to fully heal itself overnight. Um, and I'm just not able to show up as well because that mental stress really does manifest itself 
physically. And it's, it, like I said, it's a crazy experience to actually be able to see the data and then understand how that ties back to, you know, like what you're feeling and how you're processing and all of that good stuff. Yeah, I love that. And I, I love the tools. I can't, I, I got a, a smartwatch recently and, you know, the whole sleep thing, I can't wear it when I'm sleeping. So I can't do that, but <laughs> I'm wearing it during the day. And at least it tells me to get up and, and get moving, which is, which is important, right. For the whole uh, body, body, mind thing. Um, I want to get into this, this, this third piece here. Um, what are the stress hacks that you utilize most? So what are things that you do to de-stress? Who wants to jump in first on this? Steve, you want to, you want to. Sure. Yeah, of course. Why, why not? For sure. So for me, it's being proactive. It's number one. I have a very, and the viewers know, I have a pretty rigorous morning uh, practice, including meditative prayer, meditation, self-talk, visualization, stretching. I mean, it, it goes on and on, right? Some spiritual reading, some, some positive attitude, listening and reading. So it's pretty rigorous. So I'm, I'm starting off the, and there's exercise. That's a huge one. Releasing those endorphins, right? Uh, eating a healthy breakfast, like all those things for me, start my day off right so that I can mitigate or minimize stress throughout the day. But yeah, I mean, sometimes it's just taking a, taking a break, taking a walk. Maybe it's just taking a moment to breathe, you know, deep guttural breathing, right? Right, right from the stomach, right? Not just from the lungs, but deep from the stomach. You know, maybe it's take a minute, close your eyes, meditate, for, you know, for that moment. There's different things you can do. Uh, maybe it's for some people, it's, it's hitting a pillow. I don't know. You know, maybe it's some. if you have a heavy bag or a, a punching bag, it's it's that. Um, you know, I don't suggest kicking any, in, you know, any live animals. Okay. So for the animal lovers, don't do that. Okay. Uh, but you can you can kick up uh, a punching yeah, everybody, bag or everybody was just uh, like wait what, what, what? <laughs> who's who's kicking what? <laughs> yeah, I don't even have it. I don't have any pets anyway, so I can't. It's not even a, an option for me. But not not that I would do it. But anyway, I'm just trying to bring some humor or some levity. Speak, speaking of somebody who's definitely put a hole in the wall, you know, it's 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 one of those things that I think, you know, you got certain indications that you know you start the onset and then you know what the results are um anyone that's ever slammed a door really hard because you got into a fight anybody that's 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 you know had to go out and yell you know i mean i think you know we all get those those limit points and so when we talk about stress hacks and and amy's i think the way that you know amy put it in her questions what are some ways to manage and prevent the impacts of stress you know these are the things that keep us uh from getting to that point where we're destructive to others and to ourselves. Uh, I remember, uh, you know, as a parent, you know, cause I think, you know, stress goes, goes the gamut, you know, professional life, personal life. I remember as a parent sitting there with my first uh, daughter and I'm there on the kitchen floor. I'm trying to let my wife have some sleep. And this is like three months, you know, in, and, and um, the baby's crying and I'm just sitting there rocking on the, the kitchen floor. And, going back to the the video they played in the hospital don't shake the baby right because i was that frustrated i was that tired i was that stressed out and so how do you get yourself to not be in that place right and luckily i didn't shake the baby but i'm glad they play those videos in the hospital i, I you know really really good 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 stuff you know talk about kicking the cat right i mean just really really bad places 
our our minds and bodies can go when they're stressed, uh, which is why why doing a show like this is so important, right? Um, so, uh, Amy, Jackie, you guys want to jump in? Who wants to go? I think stress I forgot out. the original question. So stress out. So ways to to not <laughs> shake the baby, right? <laughs> ways to, to, uh, to not yell at your coworkers. Ways to you know, I mean, everything from I, I I don't know how many folks are familiar with that rule. Like you get a frustrating email, get up from your chair, walk around the chair, you know, count down from ten, don't answer it, answer it tomorrow. Like all those kind of things, um, you know, with stressful emails, stressful pieces of your life. When do you meditate? I know another uh, great, great question was, you know, what do you practice in your daily routine to de-stress, right? So what are those hacks that you use to make sure that your stress levels are the lowest possible? For me, I, I think I stress myself out trying to figure out what my de-stressing routine should be, which sounds weird, but people have these really intense, like morning routines, you know, and if you can perfect it and it works for you, that's great. For me, I make sure that I journal every day and I work out every day. Um, and the workout can be 20 or 30 minutes just to have the time to get it in. And I'm trying to put less pressure on myself. I've tried so many different morning routines and it, it always looks so great when people are on social media, like I had my lemon water, I meditated, I went to Pilates and I'm just like, I want to be that person but I'm just not. So I think you have to find really what what works for you to handle stress in the moment and long term, I think can be two different things as well. I love that. Amy, and I, I think this is a great, great question for you uh, that Gabe put in here. What holistic approaches would you recommend to help alleviate stress levels? So what stress hacks do you have? And then can we answer Gabe's question here? So um, for me, um, it was really, I started a meditation uh, practice about seven years ago, and that has been life-changing for me. Um, as someone who has suffered with anxiety, um, probably a large part of my life, and coming from a corporate environment, when you, know, when you speak about the emails that were coming in, when you speak about, I was in um, always in these um, high producing roles and everything, you know, like be at your desk at this time and, you know, what have you done and blah, 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 you know, it was always that. Um, I really found that I was in these very, you know, I was always reacting to everything. And then I would go outside and take a walk and come back and take someone into the office and I'd be apologizing. I was like, wow, this is not my personality and I don't wanna be this person. And when I left to start my business, um, I found that I, you know, I wanted to be meditating at 7.30 in the morning, not be sitting at a desk at 7.30 in the morning. And I started this, um, I started this practice and it was life changing for me because meditation nourishes your nervous system. And um, it, it taught me a way to um, be proactive instead of reactive. And so in every aspect of my life, it wasn't just in the business, but it was in, in all aspects of my life. So it allowed me to take a pause and make a better decision for my life. So if, whether it's, you know, even though I'm, I'm in a di different position in life, I could take a step back if someone comes at me or if I'm getting that email or that phone call um, or in any stressful situation, um, I can come back to that email, phone call, whatever it may be. And I can, I could just take a pause and make a better, just make a better decision. 
Um, so I really love the meditation. I love deep breathing exercises where, you know, wherever you are, you can, um, if anybody wants a, this book by um, called Breath by James Nestor, I really, really love this book. Um, it's, it's just wonderful. So um, it's a great tool for anyone if you want to go out and get that book. Um, really how incredibly healing breath work can be. Um, it's, it's unbelievable. We breathe too much. <laughs> that's basically that's basically it. But there's wonderful breathing exercises in there. I use breath work all the time. Um, so I love that. Um, a, a simple one, if you want to take away right now, you can breathe in um, for six breaths, breathe out six breaths, just using your nose. Don't, don't breathe in and out through your mouth um, or the four, seven, eight breathing technique. Um, so I love meditation. I love breath work. I love just going outside for a walk and, and connecting with nature. And like I said, for me at a very early age where I disconnected with the joys and passions in my life. I think a lot of us do this in our adult life. We wake up, we're stressed out, we're taking care of kids, we're taking care of everybody else but ourselves. Bring back that joy and passion into your life. It's so important. There we go. Brad, thank you so much uh, uh, if you just brought that up. It's a wonderful book. Yeah, yeah, I wanted, I wanted to highlight on the screen. And, and I had um, Gabe's question too, because he was asking as you were talking about this, uh, what are the guest thoughts on using breath work to releasing stress? And we, yes. we've had a little bit of that on this show before about how important breath is. And, and if you wouldn't mind, since since Gabe asked the question, I, and, and Gabe, let me know if you got the answer on the holistic thing. Um, if, if you got, uh, you know, to me, holistic means, you know, not with a whole lot of fancy medicines. I'm not exactly sure if, if that was the direction you were going. I don't know if he was looking for Mm -hmm. um, like natural oils and salts and, and all that kind of stuff, kind of new age, uh, kind of stuff, uh, old age, new age kind of stuff. Uh, but let us know, Gabe, if, if you were getting an answer that, that made sense to you on that. Uh, but what, what, cause I, I struggle with the breathing thing. I know breathing is important, but sometimes I, I feel exacerbated and I don't know exactly what I, sh how I should be breathing. I definitely feel the loss of air, or maybe I'm breathing too much, uh, as you were saying before, but what, how do I know that I'm, what should I be doing? If I'm, if I'm getting to a point where I'm stressed, how should I be breathing? Yeah. So the most basic breathing technique, um, you know, when people are feeling anxious, they breathe from their chest and not from the lower belly. And anybody who practices um, yoga would uh, understand that it's deep um, belly breaths. So um, just, taking six deep breaths in through your nose and six exhaling out through your nose for those same six breaths. That would be a very basic breathing technique. Um, just like people eat too much, um, people breathe too much. And if you could practice that, that's one of the basic breathing techniques I practice in, I, I meditate and then I, and then I do this breathing technique um, just to help slow down my breathing in general throughout the day. Um, so if you feel like you're having any type of, um, anxious moment, um, Cameron just, or anyone on this, on this, um, uh, you know, webinar today, take six deep breaths in through your nose and out through your nose. And if you could practice that for two minutes, five minutes, up to 10 minutes a day, it will help, um, just have an overall sense of calm. That's how we should be breathing. That's one of, you know. We probably breathe six times as much. Steve, I, I imagine you read this book. Um, that's one of the, uh, 
you know, James did, James Nestor did so much research on breathing and that's one of the most basic, that's how we all should be breathing. I identified so much with, with Jackie when she was saying she was, she gets stressed over like her de-stressing routine. Cause I feel like that sometimes too, like, how am I supposed to breathe? How am I supposed to actually like, you know, just what am I supposed to do with, with myself to, to, to de-stress myself and, and getting stressed out about that too. I love right. that. I think you wanted to, to jump in here. Uh, you mean me, Cameron? Yes. Yeah. yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I, I haven't read the book, uh, uh, Amy, but I, I would like to read it. Um, but I, I've, you know, in the martial arts, you know, breathing is 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 preached upon, and and I've seen the the value of it, both, you know, in in life and in business. Um, I will say this. I, I I'll give you an example. I was at a um, I was at a doctor's appointment. Nothing serious, and I think they needed to do some kind of um, checking my pulse or something like that. It was. And so they said to me, you know, just relax. Well, to me, relax is you do, I do deep meditative breaths. So I closed my eyes and I, I got into a meditative state and I did some really deep breathing. And then when she did the, the, the reading, she's like, oh man, you're, you're like, your blood pressure is really, 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 really low. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I guess I did too much. Right. So, so that was the downside to the breathing technique, but it works. I mean, that was the example of how it works. It took, it took what normally is a blood pressure and it actually lowered it like to an extreme level. Right. Um, but one thing, and this is not related to stress, but one of the things that I found interesting about breathing is number one, there's a lot of bad oxygen that stays in your lungs that doesn't get out. It's like, it goes like dirty air, dirty oxygen. And through really deep breathing, we're taught how to release it and get rid of it. And, and I don't know if it's appropriate, Cameron, you tell me, but I could do a quick demonstration of a of a breathing technique because most people, when they breathe out, you know, they they right. just breathe out. Uh, they breathe out a little bit. So when you breathe, you, so you breathe. Well, I was taught breathe in through your nose, and out through your mouth. So you breathe in, and then out. Yeah, I've been on stage so many times and people have led people through these exercises and at the end of it, you just feel like relaxed. And then I forget about it when I go home. Did you hear that? Did you, I know uh, Amy was listening. Did you hear those coughs at the end? I did like six coughs. And what those coughs were doing were actually allowing the, whatever was left in the, in the lungs, that, that bad air to get out. Most people breathe out and there's still a good percentage of the air left in the lungs. So anyway, for what it's worth, it doesn't have to do with stress, but breathing is super, super mm -hmm. important for for health, both body and, and mind and spirit. Love that. Love that. Amy, Jack, do you guys want to go into any more hacks for folks that are watching here to provide some other things that people could utilize? Are you talking about utilizing for managing stress? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean... Uh, I'd say um, food, um, your nutrition is incredibly important. I mean, I always say food is mood. Um, so manage, manage what you're eating. I mean, that was, I was highly addicted to sugar for a large part of my life. Um, and when you're eating too much sugar, I mean, I use that, you know, after, and again, didn't realize it, but after my mother had died, it naturally was just a way I used to deal with 
my um, my sadness. Um, so uh, rebalancing your body, restructuring your diet with the right nutrition is really important. And I know it's the holiday times right now. You know, many people feel really anxious. Um, you know, families can make people feel really happy. It could also make people feel really stressed out. And people, you know, right? Um, people drink too much. They eat too much sugar. Um, so really making sure that you have the right nutrition. Um, people tend to not realize they reach for calories, but our bodies want proper nutrition. So, um, so one of these, one of these things with it, and I, I love atomic habits, right? James clear, right? The idea of putting the, the healthy things in front of you and making sure that the unhealthy things are not in front of you, because, you know, if you make it easy, you make it easier to do the right thing. Right. What, what are some of the, the foods that people should be kind of keeping out in front of them and some of the foods that they're hiding? Maybe there's some things that are pretty obvious, but maybe there's some things that aren't so obvious that people are eating to themselves. Uh, I know one of the, the killer things that I do, and I, I put a lot of sugar in my coffee that I probably shouldn't do. Uh, <laughs> but um, what, what are what are some things? Um, so you know, I'm not, I, I'm not about diets. I'm not, um, I'm not a nutritionist. That's about diets. I'm, I'm against diets. Actually, I'm about um, each individual should have be, you know, we're all different. Like I have an, are you, are you familiar with the atomic habits? About what? Atomic habits by yes. James Clear. So, you know, basically what I'm talking about is not that that somebody should be dotting, but you know, instead of having the candy bars on the table, you should have that basket of apples and fruit, right? Yeah, I, I mean, look, if, if you have junk in your house, you're gonna be more apt to eat junk, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, keep keep good stuff in, but I, you know, it's, it's having meals that are balanced with quality protein and fiber and healthy fats, right? If, if you go and reach for bagels or sugary cereals or donuts in the morning, well then, guess what? You're going to have cravings in the afternoon and your blood sugar levels are going to be all out of whack and you're going to be craving the wrong stuff. You know, put good stuff in and your body's going to want more of the good stuff, put the bad stuff in and your body's going to want, keep wanting more of the bad stuff. And I think, you know, it's, it's really not that complicated. And then people with chronic illness or, or autoimmune diseases or, or other stuff, you, you know, you have to figure out certain foods that don't work with your body um, as well. There isn't a one size fits all solution, but you know, there's nothing wrong. You don't have to cut foods out of your life. That's not what this is about. It's, it's about finding what works for your body um, and, and, and rebalancing, restructuring the plate with the good stuff. You know, if you want a really easy way to do that, take your plate at mealtime Fill 50% of it up with, you know, organic, colorful vegetables. Fill 25% up with quality proteins um, and fill another 25% up with, um, you know, like sweet potatoes. If you can tolerate grains or, or you know, um, a whole grain, a, a quality piece of toast, not, you know, just something that says whole wheat, which is still processed and sugary. Um, and then add some healthy fats in there, avocados, extra virgin olive oil, coconut oil, you know, flax, things like that. Um, you know, legumes, if your body tolerates it, right? Everybody can tolerate different things, again, depending um, if you have chronic conditions, autoimmune diseases, but that's what you want to do. And if you want to have some treats, that's okay too. There's room for it, but um, obviously- I, I, love, I love laying that out because we're, you know, especially in American society, you know, the meat is like 60, 70, 80% of the plate. The vegetables are like 10%. Or fifteen percent at the most, 
and then potatoes like 30, 40%. Yes, I, I know how to count everybody. That's what we do, right? We go 120% with, with our food, right? And it's falling off the plate. I ate at Dallas BBQ yesterday. Incredibly enjoyable. Probably the worst thing in the world for me to eat, right? Um, but and and the plate is just just stacked to the mountain. And you know, doing that a night out, I, I, I hear you when you say no diet, but I we do that at home too, right? My wife cooks for me. God bless her. I love her, uh, and and she she puts that 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 uh, that meat on my plate. And I know I probably should be digging into the the. Uh, the salad and the vegetable, like you brought the salads for me. I can eat the salad. No, here's the meat I cooked here. I'm like, all right. And of course I eat it. <laughs> Jack, I, I, let me, let me get Jackie. In. I know she's been uh, wanting to get in. I'll, I'll, we'll flip it over. Go ahead, Jackie. Yeah. We were talking about stress management techniques before. Um, yeah, and yeah, yeah. the one that I wanted to share is something that I did probably last year, which is just removing the word stress from my vocabulary so that I have to replace it. So it's like, if I'm, cause stress is such a blanket for lots of other emotions, right? It could be that you're feeling physically unwell or whatever it may be. So every time you say the word stress, like I'm gonna go to my husband and say, oh, I'm feeling so stressed, replace it with what you're actually feeling. So did you overbook yourself? Um, do you have a never ending to do list that you're not getting to the bottom of that you could reconfigure or move some things around? Um, I think I just think there's a lot below the word stress that if we can more accurately identify the way that we're feeling that it might make it easier to handle the stress. Yeah, I love that identifying the identifying words, right? It's um, what is, I, I was cup some examples of this the other day of you know, communication, you know, when you speak that way to me, you make me feel right. Instead of saying you're stressing me out. Right. You know, that kind of thing, that clear communication that really identifies this is the, <laughs> this is the thing that needs to be, be adjusted. Um, and I, 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 I interrupted Amy, just trying to get Jackie in, but you know, that I, I love that dinner thing. What about breakfast? Cause I know meal, you know, meals are, are one of these things too, right? Um, you were saying bagel is not a good idea. Where, where should people be with breakfast? Um, so again, I, I, I like the idea of having your meals um, consist of three components. So, um, uh, you know, a quality protein, um, healthy fat and some fiber. So, you know, that can be, um, you know, for someone that might be Greek yogurt with um, berries and ground flax, it might be a smoothie for someone, um, throw in some greens, throw in some, um, uh, throw in some nut milk, um, some berries, uh, some protein powder, um, not too much fruit. Some people just drink a fruit smoothie and, you know, that's not, that's not considered healthy. It just ends up being a lot of sugar in your body. Uh, maybe it's a piece of whole grain toast with nut butter and some sliced fruit. It can be a veggie omelet um, with a slice of whole grain toast or a side of fruit. So a combination like that. I mean, if you just start your day with um, a buttered bagel, you're just eating um, food that's void of any nutrition. Um, it's empty. It's just empty calories, right? So then people wonder why they don't have energy in the afternoon or they're craving sugar. So you really just want to look how you're starting the day. Um, so those are some those are some options that might be um, some quality choices for people to start their day. 
I love that. Uh, hopefully we gave uh, some rounded out uh, feedback. Uh, Steve, I want to jump into this next question here. I know there's a delay on my screen. I'll try to get rid of it here. But uh, what is the way to a stress last life, right? What's what's the daily practice uh, that, that, that you would advocate for people to be using? And I know it's not one size fits all, but what would you advocate? I mean, I, I think we've we've talked a lot about it already in different kinds of ways, right? We've talked about different hacks and different techniques for meditation. So I don't want to be redundant, but I think it's it's just a perspective, right? If you could just understand that it's all going to be okay, right? I think sometimes we have a tendency to get so focused on the moment, so stressed out about what the what ifs. And, and um, I'm actually reading a really good book right now, Cameron. I know you like when I mention books, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm reading a book called Soundtracks and phenomenal book. It's blowing my mind, actually. And it's just it just it's how we program ourselves. So I think sometimes we get stressed out because of our brain and how we program ourselves and, and expectations. And and so if, if people could just take a perspective of, hey, it's going to be OK, like, you know, think about it. Right. The worst challenge you had. Think back. Maybe it was 10 years ago, five years ago. Is it still a problem today? No. All these th things, these challenges that we have in our life, they all seem to pass over time. You just have to have a little patience and know it's going to pass. You know, there's a, you know, I know we had a, uh, a show on um, recovery and addiction. And I think in the, in the rooms, they, there's a phrase, this shoot, this too shall pass, right? They use it a lot. So yeah, it's, it's, it's going to have, it's going to pass, right? So I think that's my way of dealing with stress is just knowing that it's all going to be okay. Just chill, relax. It's going to be okay. Now there's some people that maybe that, that, that frustrates them because they want to just, but that's been my, my perspective. And Amy, I think you and I are a little bit alike in that we have, we had a tendency in our earlier stages of our life to be pretty stressed people. We, we were a little bit tense and a little bit anxious about things. That was me. That was me for many years. So when I had that perspective, it was a game changer for me. So that's my thoughts. And, and morning routine, I know you have a, a great morning routine. What would you suggest people do with their morning routine? Get one, you know, I mean, get one that it, that has, you know, some kind of component into some of the things that were spoke, spoken about meditation, you know, some kind of exercise, stretching, self-talk, I mean, all those things, right? Get a, get a routine, get something that kind of you feel good about. Because just the fact that you're doing something good and positive in your life in the morning and you're starting your morning out right, you're starting your day out right, you'll feel really good, better about yourself. Not to mention that there's some physiological things that that's going to be doing for your body when you do those right things, right? It's setting your body, uh, body and yourself up for success throughout the rest of the day. A good morning breakfast will help you throughout the day, right? A good you know exercise routine in the morning. I, I, I'm now doing... 20 25 minutes of, of of pretty intense exercise every morning every single morning and i feel great it's been helping you know keep me energized right me most people like well doesn't exercise make you tired no it actually gives you energy it really does so yeah i'm sure you, you get more tired by the end of the day and then that helps you sleep and helps you have a better sleep pattern right and that's 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 really critical 
Uh, if you're not getting enough sleep, there's no matter, no matter what you do, no matter how much coffee you drink, whatever, right. You know, you're not going to feel uh, very good. I wanted to jump in because uh, Steve Crowley, uh, Jackie uh, in, in the comments, bigging them up, Un understanding nutritional values, most likely an educational deficit in most of our lives. Certainly mine. I, I, I think this is a big deal. Uh, and we're not a particularly political program, but when you talk about what kids eat in school, um, and what we as parents typically educate our, our, our kids in eating, uh, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not set. We, we're, we weren't set up ourselves maybe for the best, uh, nutritional pathway in our lives and our, our, our schools and communities aren't necessarily setting us up, uh, for the great, greatest nutritional pathway. So seeking this education out and making it a priority in your household is a great way to lead to a life of less stress. And that's, that's what we're talking about today, right? Managing. And not to get too much on a tangent, but yeah, with the yeah. education, but there's, there's a lot of talk about ADHD and AD, ADD, but yet the, the diets that we're giving kids are highly carb, highly sugar. I mean, there's, I mean, there's, you know, listen, there's gotta be some. What's the chef? Um, what is it? Jamie, I forget his last name. Jamie, he talks about how much sugar, like in the milk and he comes out with like the wheelbarrow of sugar that the kids are eating. Like it's just yeah, it's crazy. It's a cra crazy amount of sugar that, that uh, we, we digest. Captain Crunch grew up on it. Loved it. But we don't, we don't allow that in my household. It's, it's either <laughs> honey nut Cheerios or, uh, or what's the other one? Uh, we, we do frosted flakes, which isn't great, but no, 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 uh, Fruit Loops are, are crazy colored things. We keep that to a minimum. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, what I want to get into, uh, Amy and Jackie here. Uh, what, what would you suggest for our viewers today? Morning routine, how to, how to lead a, a more stress last life. Who wants to jump in first? Well, I think we already discussed my morning routine, which is just filling out my journal and working out. And frankly, uh, sometimes I get to it around noon. Sometimes I get to it around, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not trying to put a lot of pressure on myself. You know, I'm just trying to make sure that the routine and everything that I put in place leads to less stress instead of being another, another thing that I have to do. On the stressless life topic, I don't know. Is that a thing? I am not positive that it is, or at least it isn't for me. But I do think that there's a lot of physical and mental work and self-improvement that you can do to get closer to a stressless life. But yeah, to me, I don't think that's really a thing, especially with running a company. I have three kids. I don't know. There's always there's always something that needs my attention or something that could be happening that's perceived as negative or bad, but it's all in how you process it and how you react that matters. And, and the way that I'm asking the question is not stressless, like stressless, but stress hyphen less, right? So how can we get to a stress less life, right? Because we know there's always going to be stress, but how do you get stressed? And you talked about journaling, Jackie. So, and, and you're on the entrepreneurial mindset. I think journaling is something that I endeavor to do more frequently, more consistently. How do you suggest people, if they aren't journaling, that they sort of get consistent with it? Yeah, I needed a structured system to be able to do it. I tried journaling a number of times, like one system where you ask yourself six questions every morning and it's just more open-ended and I didn't like that. So I think, again, it's about finding what works for you. I use the companion journal that goes with um, 
High Performance Habits by Brendan Burford. So that one, it's a very structured, here are the questions that you're answering today. Here are my top priorities. You do like a quick overview of your calendar and it just, it helps you set your priorities, understand what you need to do that day and kind of set your intentions as well. Like it asks who is one person that you need to connect with well and how are you gonna go about doing it? Or what is something that might trip you up today? So I have to look at my calendar and my to-do list and everything that's going on and say, is there something that might trip me up? And if so, how am I going to handle that? So it just helps me get prepared. But like I said, I've tried journaling many, many different ways, and this is the only one that I have stuck with. Hello, and what's that system again? Is there a name for it? Yeah, uh, it's High Performance Habits, and it's the companion journal with that book, if you have read it. I'll grab the link and put it in the chat. All right, very cool. And Steve Crowley says, uh, I try to consider the bigger, this is an answer to the question, I think, uh, when stressed, how do you calm down? And he says, I try to consider the bigger picture of life uh, and not get consumed in the moment, snapshots in time, momentary stressors, or simply that mostly temporary moments, but generally not the end state for our personal and professional lives. He says, eliminating self-pressure is a key for me to help maintain balance and accepting that some days just won't go as I would prefer or plan. Got to let it go and be kind to ourselves, which uh, I know Susan was talking about letting it go, right? So we get a little little bit of frozen moment, right? Let it go, right? Uh, Steve, I know you wanted to comment on uh, Jackie's uh, point before I yeah, I did, I did. thank you. And, and Jackie, great point. And, and you know, I know this, the, the, Amy's had a chance to speak a lot here, but you know, part of the reason we want to have Jackie on here is because she brings to the table that that sort of high performance, you know, uh, busy executive, multiple entrepreneur, you know, she's a seven figure, you know, uh, beast at, right? So we wanted to have her perspective as well. And it, it's really cool to hear some of the things that she's talking about as well. But, you know, the, the one thing that, you know, yes, we, stress will always be in our life, right? And no, notice the show title was managing stress, right? Because it, it's not going to be a limit. It wasn't eliminating stress because you can't really ultimately eliminate it. But one of the things that I will say that has helped me, and I, I'm reflecting off of uh, Jackie's sort of one of her hacks being journaling. I journal, but I journal a gratitude list. So I found that taking my eyes off of myself and putting it onto other people and being grateful for other people helps. Uh, I also found that serving other people, looking, put your eyes on somebody else and helping them kind of keeps the focus off of your day-to-day challenges as well. So that's one thing that I want to just mention to you uh, as well, that that serve others, go go out and be a, be a blessing to other people. And that will, you'll find that your stress, your challenges will go away. And then one last thing I'll say is I heard, I heard it said, if you think you got challenges or in your life, okay, what if you did this? What if you took your worst challenge and, and there was 16 or 20 other people and everyone threw in a pile their worst challenges and you had to grab that one, one challenge out, out of the pile? You'd probably be like, hey, can I get my challenge back? Because other people have other challenges. You may not want one at all. So be grateful to what you have. But again, if you can help other people and be a blessing to other people, you'll find how your challenges almost magically I'm not gonna say go away forever, but they at least they, they get they get minimized quite a bit. So that's what I wanted to share. Love that, Steve. Amy, did you want to jump in? Sure. Um, I mean, I already spoke about the meditation piece. Um, part of that is um, gratitude. I really mm. felt somewhat ungrateful for. 
um, which I think is really important. I think it's easy to lose sight of that. And I, I really do love what Jackie said. Um, you have to do what works for you. Uh, not everybody is is going to be on the same page. Um, some people are morning people, some people are evening people. Um, and so, and you have to really just focus on what works for you. Um, so, you know, uh, if meditation isn't your thing or if, um, you know, going to the gym isn't your thing, you know, focus on what is your thing uh, and, and do that. Um, for me, you know, getting to bed at a certain time, my sleep is super important. Maybe some people don't require as much sleep as I do. Um, I really love connecting with nature. Um, so that's something that's really important for me. My meditation has really worked for me. So I focus on that. So, you know, figure out the things that do work for you and that are helpful for you. Um, and those are things that should work for you. Um, you know, that should work for you, but those are things that you should, you should try. Um, and see if they are helpful for you. So, um, that, you know, that's that's what I believe. Not again. We're not all the same. What's working for your best friend or neighbor may not be um, the same thing. That's going to ultimately um, be your solution as well. But there's many different um, solutions. But I think ultimately getting in touch with your joys and your passions and um, things that reconnect you with with your you know your soul um, are are really good things to think about. I love that. And I, I love some of these comments that we're getting in. Tracy Dillowey says, daily gratitude and appreciation help, appreciation help me. Setting intentions each morning is great too. Um, yes, Steve, be a blessing for others and gratitude all day long. Uh, I wanted to highlight this too as well. I got the, um, the book that, or the journal that uh, Jackie was talking about, throw that on the screen. So anybody that's curious right there, the high performance planner, right? Uh, very, very cool. I've tried a couple of different planners and I think, you know, this, this is one of those things that goes back to, you got to find the thing that, that works for you. Um, I've tried like the structured things and the structured things don't always work for me, but I've gotten to, and I'm in, um, Lynn Rose 5 a.m. club. And so when I'm good and consistent and going to sleep on time and waking up, you know, I'm documenting that win from yesterday and three things that I need to get done today in terms of uh, the list building, right, to, to be productive with the day. And then, you know, when I'm really journaling well, it's it's documenting those systems and processes like uh, you know, the E-Myth tells me to do, right? That, that great book that we're, we're always mentioning on this book. And I've recommended it to so many other people, Steve. It's, it just comes up over and over again. If you want to scale your life, you know, you want to get better at doing things, documenting those systems and processes, those things that work for you on a daily basis. Talk about reducing stress, right? Um, what's more stressful than... Um, dealing with the same problem over again, right? The definition of, of, of craziness, right? You know, you're doing the same thing, expecting a different result, right? The idea that you can build a system and process for so many of the different things in your life is really powerful. So uh, I want to go around. I want to make sure that uh, Amy and Jackie get a chance to tell our viewers uh, where uh, they can find them. Steve, any, any closing thoughts here before I turn it over to them? Just kind of give the, the, the viewers a chance to know where they can track Amy and Jackie. Down. Yeah, I mean, I just think that it's, uh, we, we've had a great discussion here and I, I just appreciate everybody, uh, you know, the panelists, Amy and, and Jackie getting on here. And um, yeah, it's been great. I, I just, I, I'm excited. And I, I will say, make sure you connect with, with, with Jackie and Amy, for sure. They're amazing lady uh, ladies. So for sure, uh, 
connect with them and, and see what, what really, uh, how you, how they could benefit you in your life for sure. Amy, uh, where, where can folks find you uh, aside from your LinkedIn, uh, which we, we definitely put in and Jackie, thanks. I, I saw you put your link in the chat. I'll throw that up in a moment. Yeah. Um, my website is uh, www.thewellnessmap.org. So it's thewellnessmap.org. Beautiful. So everybody go to wellnessmap.org. And then Jackie, tell people where they can find you. I, I have the link up there uh, for both the LinkedIn, which if, if folks are watching, just so you know, uh, you can always find our guests down in the comments. If you're on YouTube, you're on LinkedIn or Facebook, it's over to the side there. Uh, just check it out and hit those links and make sure you connect uh, with our, our presenters today. Uh, Jackie also put the website in there, JackieHermes.com. Uh, why should people go to that website? There's tons of content. If you are growing a company, thinking about it, managing a team, climbing in your career, I host a podcast three times a week, post weekly blogs. There's there's a lot to learn on that website. Love it. All right. So I just want to encourage our viewers, if you are getting stressed out, you're stressing out, please, if you're watching this right now, if you're watching on the replay, put some comments in there. Steve, I, our guests today are going to be happy to reply back, give some tips and trips, hit us in the private messages. We enjoy uh, being problem solvers and helping out. So if there's anything we can do to help you live a stress less kind of life, we, we'd be happy to help you. Thank you so much for watching. As always, our audience really makes this uh, a better show. And this has been the best one yet. Really appreciate of you all. Steve, close us out. Yeah, I mean, I just want to say, you know, listen, great show, great, great content today. And listen, if you're a viewer and we have an amazing community, we, we love and appreciate you guys. We know we're moving into a season uh, of giving, a season of light, uh, all the different holidays that the season and then, of course, moving into a new year. I just want you to know that we're all in it together, right? We're here together. And so don't ever feel alone. Uh, if you could just remember when you're when you're out there and you're living life, you could just look at this ugly mug and say, this ugly mug, this guy is with you, right? Look at Cameron's ugly mug and you know, he and I are with you and, and these amazing ladies are with you. And, and when you're going out there conquering life and kind of battling life, don't, don't know, know that you're not in it alone. You're in it with us. We're here, you, we're, here there. we're here with you to serve you, to be there with you. So don't feel like you're in alone. You're alone and, and uh, just excited that you're a part of our community. We're, we're very blessed that you're in our life. And uh, again, thank you again to the ladies, Amy and Jackie. Cameron, always appreciative. I thank you for the words this morning, uh, this morning, the, the, well, the words this morning too, but thank you for the words earlier in the show. And, and listen, back at you, I have learned a ton. Cameron's got me out of my comfort zone big time. Uh, listen, I have a background as a graphic designer and now he's got me like concrete Canva. Like, you know, that was a big hurdle for me. I was a big, Photoshop guy, and then I kind of found a comfort zone in PowerPoint. You were you were you were new yeah. technology resistant, yeah. I live a little technology <laughs> resistant because I like what I like. I got my comfort zones, but he's got me out of my comfort zone, and I really appreciate you for that, sir. Appreciate all you do for us and the show, and and just excited about uh, what we're doing and going to be doing in 2022. So um, we do have an amazing show coming up next week, which is how to connect 
authentically, Cameron? Do you know the the uh, the guests uh, you have it listed there or no? Michelle Soro, Ariel Lee, and Jason Croft, who was checking in in the chat today. So uh, you, you know he's he's doing his homework. Yeah. So don't don't miss don't miss that show. Uh, we had a couple of good shows before the end of the year, and then we have a couple more shows for the beginning of 2022. Stay tuned. It's going to be incredible. But we're going to end this uh, this this show this episode as we always do because we want to encourage you. We want you to go know that you can really crush today. You could crush life in a good way. So, so uh, we count down and we say crush it. So just so you know what's going on here. Right? Go yeah, ahead. Good say Thank you though. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to count down. Ready? Five, Five four, three, three two, two, one. one. Crush, crush it. it. Have an amazing week, everybody. We'll see you next week. How to connect authentically. Looking forward to it. Amy, Jackie, thank you so much for today. We'll see you. Bye. LinkedIn, we are going to fire up your Monday. With Steve Spiro, the Master Connector. I am Steve Spiro, the Master Connector. Over the next hour of this Master Connection series, we will take a deep dive into the different ways to connect and network effectively. See us and hear us right now. So LinkedIn, we are on here. We're getting ready. Hear from experts along with Steve Spiro, who went from being shy and introverted to the master connector.